We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Thursday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Jeffrey Wright making his weekly appearance. He's on with us. We'll join us in a second on the Campbell Clinic Hotline. It is Cupcake Week in the SEC. Ole Miss ULM Saturday, 11 o'clock from Vaudemingway Stadiums. They try to complete an undefeated home record they're 20 and 2 in their last 22 home games obviously should be 21 and 2 following uh saturday's festivities and then the egg bowl five days away after that as well so a lot of football today and other things the oxford exxon podcast tell you it's time to uh, get those turkeys ready to be smoked tell you about it every year a lot of you guys uh do it any sweet um daddy rays that is in uh mississippi inside a blue sky location they will smoke your turkey this holiday season. Take it in, thawed, has to be thawed, not frozen, thawed. Have your name on the back, and they will uh, take care of it. You pick it up there on Wednesday, have it ready for Thanksgiving Thursday if you so desire. So uh, that's all locations that have the barbecue inside the blue skies inside Mississippi. And again, coming to you from the Park Ford Studio. Uh, we, excuse me, we are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. that number? Call it. Ask for our buddy Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote. Within 15 minutes in business hours, it's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. Shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. What I'd recommend that you do. And that is hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Guests, including Jeffrey Wright, join on the Campbell Clinic hotline. The Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now. 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. The Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. It is just sweet daddies. I got a little confused with the uh, very popular barbecue sauce there. So my apologies to all the pe- good people at the Oxford Exxon and all Blue Sky locations throughout uh, Mississippi. Uh, a lot of football, but it is Cupcake Week. There's not a ton of games that are of interest at all this week. Was uh, was that suspension about what you guys thought in the NBA? Um, 
I did like how it was actually five for fighting. He got five games. Like there was a lot of fives. It was his fifth suspension. He got five games and it was all for fighting. I mean, my biggest problem is like Draymond is what he is. It's the fact that there's just this it's just this accepted it's the it's the hypocrisy. Like I, I read so many like the NBA is the most overcovered sport in our entire country. And you know, you read all these think pieces. I've just never seen the Draymond sucks think piece. Yeah, totally with you. He, he should have gotten because I mean, he, he gets a pass. He gets a pass because he plays on this team that is coached by the supposed genius that the media loves. He gets a pass because he plays for a team that had a front office that most of the media just adored. He plays on a team that includes Steph Curry, who's one of the most beloved members of of NBA world by by, by the media, and is is fans adore Steph. Every if, if the Warriors show up, you see eight gazillion Curry jerseys. I mean, you can criticize that all you want to, but it speaks to his popularity. And, and he great, protects great, Draymond, and Draymond gets a pass. And I don't know why. I mean, Draymond Green has has done egregious things on playoffs in playoff series. He kicked Steven Adams right in the in, in the growing. Uh, if you haven't on my on my Twitter, uh, Barstool Jordy did a one minute a one minute highlight of the of of uh, Draymond's greatest hits. Like there's like the, there's even moments that I've forgotten about, and I feel like like I'm on I'm on that guy like a hawk. And there was there was just so many great things. He's truly, and I stand by this. That's this is the thing that really upsets me. He's the most overrated player of a generation. If Agreed. he would have got drafted by the Kings, we don't even know who he is. Instead, he could have hurt Rudy Gobert the other night. That that was that was a cheap shot. That what was, are you talking about? Yeah, Neil, that was peaceful protesting. Oh, that's true. That's true. I, I take it back. It was peaceful <laughs> protesting. That's all that was. He was trying to keep the peace. He he comes up behind Rudy Gobert, puts him in a chokehold, and is pulling on him, dragging him. Rudy Gobert was that 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 could have injured. A fellow NBA player, and and think what you want to think about Rudy Gobert. I don't care; it doesn't matter. He that was the, I think I feel like the biggest problem on this one. It was who do you root for? I mean, that was a true heel on heel. I, yeah. I know I'm rooting for because it's anybody but Draymond, and it's like, but you do have that moment where you ask yourself, "Am I really taking Rudy Gobert's side here?" Because to be clear, Rudy Gobert's teammates have even punched him. Yes, his teammates. So like. But you can't, know. in an NBA game, you can't come up behind a, an opponent, put him in a chokehold, refuse to let go, and drag him halfway across the court. That, that that should get more than five games. Especially when you have Draymond Green's track record, period. My opinion. I mean, I, I again, I think a big problem also is the warrior. Like, there's this fear the Warriors will cut off your access. Um, and, and that's why everything's like a puff piece about them. Yeah. The, and, and there, there appears to be some truth to that. Well, and I do also think like I give the Warriors credit, like they kind of have the LeBron thing going where they, they use the media as their mouthpiece and everyone's kind of complicit. I think another big problem that you see in the NBA more so than any other league that I can see is the fact that a lot of the a lot of the 
talking heads and whatnot, they all have the same agent or the agency. And so everyone's kind of in bed together. And the NBA is very clear, like, you know, they want it covered a certain way and it gets covered a certain way. Which is also ironic to me because, like, the NFL is obviously heavy-handed in how they want their product presented, but we talk more about what actually happens on the field, whereas the NBA wants to be this reality show or this soap opera, and yet you have to only tell the good things. Yeah, you're right, and, and there's not as much talk about what actually happens on the floor. The only yeah. time we ever talk about what happens on the floor is the playoffs. I'm getting distracted here as we go into football. Um, it's the first, second game that is listed on Neil's picks, guys. And the picture you put up, Neil, is this their actual helmet, ULM? Is like, is this the primary helmet? It, it, it looks like an anorexic Tony, an anorexic Tony the Shark. What is that? How dare you? What the hell is that? It's one of our mini helmets. What is it though? It's a it's a warhawk. It's, it's not a warhawk. It's a, it's a hawk. It? It's a hawk that fights in wars. War is bloody, Chase. War is war is not. It looks beautiful... like a piranha that's been drawn. Like what? What is it? War is, is that not a, a beautiful thing. Is that a knife in the middle of its mouth? It's a warhawk. It's like a dagger. Oh, I mean, I get it. Like, do, but do you go to war? Do you go to war unarmed? I I I, I think not. Do you go to war with a dagger in 2023? If you're a hawk, maybe. I mean, shouldn't there just be like a squirrel in its mouth? I'll I'll get in touch with the people there and consult about a, a squirrel for next year's helmet. I mean, Chase, the simple answer is the obvious answer. It's you, it's a, it's a No, it's Adidas, baby. Uh, but is it there... That's not their I'll everyday. Hear, helmet, I, right? I will hear no mascot slander from any of you Ole Miss people. So, oh, it's so. from a plane. Oh, plane. I've zoomed in. Wait, what? A plane? I yeah, hold on. Yeah, hold pop. on. Hold on. You guys got bears and sharks and. It, by the way, is a, is a warhawk a real thing or is it like? Like I know that like I remember the term from American history, like Henry Clay. They were the warhawks. Uh, but like. Is a warhawk like a seahawk? Like it's something that doesn't actually exist in nature. I mean, I, I believe I, I believe that to be the case. Uh, okay. When I was when I was, right, this, you have a link in chat to what I believe it is going back to, which is some like fighter pilot plane, something or other. Okay. Again, like I, I'm cool. Like if you want to like adopt what Neil? Were y'all the Indians at some point? We were the Indians. Yeah. Okay. Usually, like uh, nine per, per, times per, out of ten, okay. if someone has a lame nickname. Now it's like, uh, were they were they something were they something Indian related or some something that has been canceled? When I was in school there, we were the Northeast Louisiana Indians. This is a uh, th this is a deep dive into the internet here, but we're gonna it, it is it's like one of those Reddit threads where you go, hey, this is so detailed and stupid, it's probably true. Is that for newbies? Someone, ULM's it, someone had way mascot. too much time on its hands. Someone had way too yeah. much time on its hands, so therefore you, you just trust it. Yeah, ULM's Warhawk mascot is not really the bird; it's the Curtis P forty Warhawk flown flown by the Flying Tigers under General uh, Chenault in the China Theater of World War II. Began as a volunteer group of American pilots that flew for the Chinese against the Japanese. When the U.S. entered the war, they were absorbed into the U.S. Army Air Corps. 
Chenault was from the area and after his service lived in Monroe until his death. Family still lives there and coordinates with ULM. So it is a uh, it is a a helmet design based off the plane that was flown during that that I sent you an image with a link there in the chat and zoom. The more you know. Yeah, there's, a big, there's a big park in Monroe called Chenault Park. I mean, okay. I, I that's a cool story. But the helmet looks like Tony who didn't eat for a month. You Sorry. also always forget. You always forget in World War II that like we China was on our side. <laughs> How things have changed. Yeah. Hey. Well, I mean, it, I mean, in fairness, we we're we we're, we we're on Russia's side there too. China cleaned up uh, San Francisco's homeless problem in two days. It's great. So that that clip of Newsom was unbelievable. Yeah, where he says, "You you think we cleaned it up just because China's coming?" And you're right. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> did you really just say you did say that oh he admitted it yeah oh. i said it oh yeah chase uh, was at a I press didn't. conference it, it, he was at the podium it wasn't like an it wasn't like an offhanded like you know someone like was you know invading his privacy he said it at the podium he volunteered it was yeah it wasn't even a q a no he's not getting no one asked any hard-hitting questions of, of, of newsom as is tradition Oh God! Yeah, uh, kind of with Jeffrey here on this game. Nobody cares. It's ULM. It's going to be a blowout to whatever degree. But I just don't know that Ole Miss cares enough to win this game by thirty-seven freaking points. Listen, I, I is there a, see how they don't? Is there a world where obviously they come out and they score every possession in the first half and the game's over? Like, yeah, I I just think that in general, like this isn't if you're Lane, the goal is right. Get the clock running. Get everybody out there healthy, and we'll see you on Thursday. Yes. The only, the only thing that makes me think it, that Ole Miss covers is, I think they're, they 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 owe it to themselves to play Walker Howard some, and in that scenario, they've got to let him throw the football. But you think they, they play I, Howard I, I got, second, or that would require a third quarterback? I mean, I'm guessing they play Sanders second, but then I think they've got to get Howard in the game. And you've got to let him. You've got to see what you've got. This is probably your last chance to see what you've got for a while. Do you need to go into the portal and get another quarterback? Because Sanders will be gone. I presume Dart will be back. I presume Simmons will be back. I think you need to see is can Howard help you, or do you need to start quarterback hunting? No, I mean, I, I again, that is all completely fair. I'm not going to sit here and act like if Ole Miss wants to go out and cover against ULM that that's not possible. Yeah, sure. Uh, forget the game, Jeffrey. I know they play Southern Miss, but state's coaching uh, search. General thoughts? Um, I'm kind of where we were on Saturday night. Like, if I'm them... I think I take a look at what was working about Leach. And what was working is that they ran an offense that was different. And yeah, there were some growing pains early. But by the time that they had gotten it functional, they were able to be a competitive team. Were they going to win the West? Were they going to win the SEC? No. I still don't know in, in 2023 how realistic that is. I think I'd use that same formula and I'm going and looking for someone who runs a unique offense that's been proven 
And I, I just think I'm looking really hard at Chadwell. Like, I think I'm making Chadwell tell me no. I'm, I'm fine if you want to say Fritz, because I think Fritz is Fritz and Chadwell to me are the same thing, except Fritz is maybe a little bit more proven because he's done it at a higher level. I mean, Fritz has won every single place he's been. And I, I just think I'm going that route. It feels like Chadwell right now. God, if you're Jamie Chadwell, isn't that a risk unless they're going to pay you like $7 million a year, $8 million a year? Because since we looked he's, up, he's like four-ish right now. Four and a half. Four well, and he's, and he's at a house. And the job is only going to, like, it's going to consistently remain a good job. If you're in Conference USA and you're spending money, like, you're going to win, and you're going to win big. And they get to make their schedule. And so he's going to, he's not going to be any different of a candidate. I think it's just a matter of, hey, do you want to go see if it can work? I do yeah. wonder. I do wonder as a little bit of time goes on, though. Like people have caught on. You know, I feel like I was on this this path first. Like the Liberty Jobs are really good job, and now people are kind of catching on. And so, like, I wonder, does that maybe hurt his profile as time goes on? I mean, the other question though is like, you know, I don't know how happy is he at Liberty. Yeah, I, and I don't know the answer to to that part, obviously. But man, that's a gamble. I know it feels like I'm just slamming state. I just think state's one of those almost impossible gigs. In, well, when in, you think that you're on, I mean, sure. he would be on a very, very, very short list at Carolina and Clemson. Well, here's the other thing about state. They fired Joe Moorhead after what, two seasons? Yeah. Two years? Yeah. Okay. Moorhead got two years, Leach got three. I know he passed away, God rest his soul, but they were very they were running out of patience with Mike Leach at the end of year three. And in a world where Mike Leach is still with us and loses that egg bowl last year, they probably fire him. And now they fire Arnett after ten games. You, I, you know what? I, I'm gonna give him a pass though on Arnett. I I I think that they should not have hired him in the first place, to be okay. clear. But we've seen time and time again where people are unwilling to pull the plug. And it was obvious they needed to pull the plug. And that's not something that is gets easily done, and they did it. So I yeah, do give I them credit for that. I agree with that. Most young ADs would have let him fall into the hole for another year and not been able to go, hey, that was a complete screw-up. Now, in saying that, it illuminates your screw-up, but it is what it is. Sunk cost. You can't fix it now. So, yeah, I'll, I'll buy that. I've, I've actually softened on Selman as the decision has come out. Because, I mean, look, I do agree. Okay, what expectation did you have? But clearly, there were some departmental, managerial, just simply overall direction where they went, ah, hell no. That's not okay. The job felt way too big for him. Yeah. At a time when the job has never been bigger. Correct. Because of everything that we talk about. Well, and you also, it's, it's, it's always, I always come back to this. It's like, what other SEC job would he have had? None. What other Power Five job would he have had? I mean, look, if you want to say he can get, he could have gotten some Mountain West or Sunbelt job. Power okay, five. sure. Yeah. Oh, Power Five. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, none. 
No. Well, and they have offset language in there, and there's a lot of talk that he's going to get the San Diego State job, and if he does, it's probably they're, they're probably the buyout on him is probably going to be close to nothing. So I I give them credit, like yeah, it, he shouldn't they 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 were put in a bad spot. I don't want to ignore that. Like they that's a tough spot to be in. But the only yeah. reason he was still there was because they had told him he was the heir apparent to Leach. I mean, otherwise he would be the defensive coordinator at LSU. No, and, and again, I think, you know, I think State needs to also take a look in the mirror and realize, like, they got manipulated by him. You know, he he was the one that talked to them that they needed to philosophically change, and, you know, how's that going for him? Like, I just think if you're at Mississippi State and you're trying to, and you're trying to build Alabama, Georgia, like, I just don't, I don't think that's possible. Mm-hmm. You're never going to out you're not going to get the type of player to, you know, win the line of scrimmage consistently game after game. First, you're at Elevate College Football Game Day Experience, Twisted Tea. Go to game day beverage for college football fans. It's unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made of real brewed tea, packs flavorable punch with 5% alcohol, no carbonation. Perfect balance. A taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team, you're tailgating in the stadium, watching in a bar, hosting friends at home. It's there to elevate your game day experiences. It complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Oxford Exxon Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you look forward to the holidays? Maybe you struggle with seasonal blues. The holidays can be stressful, can conjure up some sadness. In other words, this time of year can be a lot. And it's natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change. Something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, to give you the tools to manage everything going on. I've benefited from therapy. It was a work uh, in progress sort of for me to talk through some feelings with the professional, walk away with a new perspective. It's helpful for uh, learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find your better, your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MPW today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com. It's better H-E-L-P dot com slash M-P-W. We're also brought to you by the College Corner, two locations in the Jackson area, and uh, a new location here in Oxford. If you're coming up this weekend, stop by the College Corner just off of Sisk Avenue um, right there in the Oxford Commons at 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear you'll find. It'll get you in and out, ready for the Grove in no time. Again, that's College Corner, and you can also check them out at collegecornerstore.com. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? Are you already retired? Should you consider Roth conversions? These are just some of the questions that can only be answered with a personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Sego with Sego Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in Collierville or prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. 
We'll have a hand raised guys tomorrow afternoon, probably around five ish or so. It's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer 662 801 1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern 662 429 4429. And we're brought to you by A-Stock. It's a Nashville-based online retail company with a mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. Shop now at astock.bid. That's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville, as well as Memphis, some in Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. Podcast also brought to you by Style Assembly, Women's Boutique on the Square, offering clothes, shoes, purses, jewelry, art, and more. Huge selection of gooder sunglasses for men and women. They just launched their new website, shopstyleassembly.com. Shipping is free anywhere in the U.S. on orders over $150. Use the exclusive discount RG15 on the website between now until the end of the year. Receive 15% off your online purchase. It's a corporate sponsor of the Grove Collective, a founding member of the Grove Collective Business Coalition, and they've got a unique collaboration with the Grove Collective coming up soon, so keep your ears open for that. That's shopstyleassembly.com. Again, RG15 for 15% off or in-store, 203 North Lamar. Ask for Kate. She'll help you out. Podcast also brought to you by John Steele Creamery, johnsteelcreamery.com. Whether you want to feed 10, 20, or 40, they have the tailgate package that's right for you. You order right there online. You get tons of the great options, our charcuteries, the grazings, the cheeses they make in-house every day, desserts, and plenty more. You pick up a chicory, pick up on Friday or Saturday for ULM this Saturday at 11 o'clock. Again, that's johnsteelcreamery.com. Take a, a, a break from my football thing, guys. If you want to get into a lot of travel, did you see this yesterday? Frontier Airlines offering a uh, all-you-can-fly annual pass for $499. All international and domestic flights and airports open for your uh, availability there. Four ninety nine Frontier all year, baby. You can do when every did... bit of it. How? Here's the catch, though. Taxes and fees apply. So if you order a bottle of water, it is one hundred and twenty eight dollars. They're still going to get their cash as, unless you just basically take what you got on and are going survival mode to whatever airport you're headed. Yeah, this is not like when American Airlines added the like the was in the 80s. They had the lifetime like you paid like 250 yeah. grand or 500 grand for lifetime flights. Yeah, Cuban then, bought a couple back in the day. And it's like in the 90s, they realized like, well, we can't do this. And they bought people out. <laughs> and it's like uh, my my bigger question is when did Frontier become spirit? Because when I was in college, it was more similar to southwest than mm-hmm. anything else except like they had you know they had they did have like a first class but if i needed like the last second ticket to school or back home frontier was a legitimate option it was a decent flight you would fly from la to denver denver to memphis and like that was a decent breakup it's like two hours each way and that was like a decent little uh, little spot and i never had any problem with it and now it's like Oh my God! This is like a flying bus. I, I I have never flown Frontier, but I've flown Allegiant and Spirit, so I'm assuming they're all basically the same. Yeah, because yeah, the concern all- is they buy old aircrafts that the major carriers have stopped using. Correct. So you go. Um, I was going to say that's my bigger concern. It's not really because I can I can stop at the airport and grab a bottle of water yeah, and, a, sure. and a bag of 
almonds or whatnot, and I'm good to go. Yeah. I don't I don't have to have I don't have to have concierge service on the yeah, plane. Sure. I would like the comfort of, hey, when I lean my head back against this window right here, when I wake up, we're gonna be on the ground, right? Like and, and not in a smoking heap, but like rolling on a tarmac. That's that's really all I require out of a plane. Yeah. Take off and land safely. We're we're good. We'll figure out the rest. It's it's there could even be a little turbulence. It's all right. We'll get through it. It's all sweet. I suppose. Have any of y'all watched that Boeing documentary on Netflix? No, I refuse. No. Um, how those guys are not in prison is absolutely beyond me. Um, I suppose you could make the argument we used to make planes better. So even though maybe they're a little older, maybe maybe they're better. That seven three seven Max is unbelievable. And obviously, they've they've made the adjustments and whatnot. But I, again, I that uh, when I hear. Uh, uh, flights for free for a year for four ninety nine. I have follow ups. One hundred percent. It's 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 like when you see the eighty percent off clearance sale of something. I'm like, nah, correct. I'm probably, I'm probably good. That's probably not something I need. I did safely get the Allegiant uh, Memphis to L.A. round trip nonstop for one hundred and six bucks one time. I mean, the only problem like round trip, all good. I've had friends that that fly a lot. A lot of people. That's how they go to Vegas, and it's been fine. The, my thing is, if you're going to fly Spirit or Allegiant, and I guess Frontier to a certain degree, I think it needs to be like you like they charge you for everything. Like if you bring a yeah. bag, like everything. I've got a buddy that lives in Vegas, and they'll do like a baseball day trip, like where you know maybe sometimes they go to Phoenix, sometimes they go to L.A., whatever. And so, like, they're just going for the day, going to see the game, and then going back. Like, that, to me, like, makes all the sense in the world to take that flight. But, like, if you're actually, if you're actually trying to travel, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yep. Yeah, I, people use it a ton out of Memphis to get to Disney. Because yep. even with the check bags, it's cheaper than Southwest or anybody else to get Spirit into Orlando. So, you'll do, like, Spirit there or Southwest back or vice versa, whichever one it is. Well, and then some that's like the hack, the the Orlando flight, obviously, on Southwest is a hyper competitive flight. And so, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, I, 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 I do understand that. I mean, we used to have it's now, I guess, seasonal, but we used to have a Southwest to Tampa. And that was a really good flight because everyone like the Orlando one's always just like slammed. And I hate the Orlando airport. I do too. I hate the Orlando airport so bad. Let me tell you how bad I hate the Orlando airport. Yesterday, as I was thinking about, all right, this citrus bowl crap, that's probably where we're headed. Right. And it was like, okay, would it be more pleasant to just drive to Orlando? And the answer that I came up with is probably, I hate, really? I hate the Orlando airport with a passion, with an, with, with an absolute passion. I hate the Orlando. Everything about that airport, flying into it, flying out of it, the people in it. God forbid if you end up on some sort of a delay or something. Oh my God, that place is horrific. It is horrible. Well, what's the drive? 12, 13? 11 hours, Atlanta and down. Oh, God. You, you just, no. No. I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably going to do that if that's the case. I, I don't want to fly into that place. And then you have to rent a car which is another nightmare in and of itself in that place. It's not the drive down that's the problem. 
it's the when you've just done a week of coverage it's that yeah. it's the drop back it, it's oh my god that's just that deal where you get in the if car. the media stuff's all in kind of one place just if even if you did that just uber don't get rid of car. They don't, but the media stuff's not all in the same place there. You have to drive to the, all the stuff is at, at Camping World. So you're having to drive there and back all the time. There, there is no shuttle service. This is from a, from a, this media, is not the cotton bowl. This is absolutely not the cotton bowl. This is absolutely not the peach bowl. This is, there's a reason, that, like Jeffrey was saying, I think before we started, there's a reason that this game is not a BCS game there, or, or a, college football playoffs or an access bowl or whatever the hell we call it now. There's a reason it's down a notch in the world of bowl games. And it's because they don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, guys, Disney owns the playoff or ESPN owns the playoff. If they wanted a game in Orlando, it would be in Orlando. Yes. It's a lot like how FedEx gets golf tournaments. Yes. That we, we get golf tournaments. If we want golf tournaments, they would have to really ramp it up from, from what it is today. I mean, it's, 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 you know, ABC puts it on at one o'clock in the afternoon, noon central, and it's SEC big 10 and people watch it because it's new year's day and you watch it, but, and it's a cool game to be in and it's a cool game to win and it looks good on the resume and all that stuff. But from a, I'm just talking a media perspective, it ain't the best. Jeffrey, you can go offshore and find you a line on A&M and Abilene Christian. If you really need a line, we can get you a line. I told Neil. So yesterday was yesterday was the first day of daycare. Oh, uh, your boy's been managing a few other a few other things in his life other than writing picks, and so uh, the the amount of re- as as you might be able to tell from the writing, the amount of research I put in this week was minimal. I texted Neil at like three. I was like, just so you know, picks are going to be getting to you later tonight. So. Do you find okay free time wise in general? Like, how much has your life changed, and then how much do you really appreciate that free hour now? All of a sudden, differently. Um. So, in terms of like how much has every day changed, she's still not really like you don't have to keep eyes on her at all times because she can't move. Yeah, I'll ask you in eighteen months, and we'll have a different answer. Right now, what has changed is. My schedule is now her schedule. Let me rephrase it. Yeah. My schedule is now my wife's schedule. Yeah, sure. And I give my wife all the credit in the world because she stuck to that thing religiously. And the amount of actual, like, awful days was pretty minimal compared to what I was expecting. So, and I give her full credit. I think that's 100% the result of her keeping the schedule like she did. But really what it, it mainly is, is, you know, it's it's a lot of like interruptions, but it's not necessarily like I've had to readjust everything that I do. It's just, you know, maybe during the second quarter, I'm missing two or three series. Okay. What not? Like that, that's kind of what it, you know, it, it's a lot of that. Are you changing your own bedtime and sleep and stuff? Are you having to coordinate just to get a little more? I We get up. I get up. I get up a little bit earlier because I need to like when my wife decides to like get dressed, like she, my wife takes her shower and stuff, everything before Josephine wakes up. And so like, I'm not needed at that point, but like I have to get up early so that that way when Aaliyah gets done feeding her, like it, then that's, that's when I like take over. Yeah. yeah. 
and then like loading her up now for carpool and whatnot. You're right, not, not carpool, whatever. Loading her up for yeah. going going to work with mom. How did uh, Aaliyah handle first daycare day? She handled it better than expected. Okay. Um, that again might be an expectation. Uh, comment more than more than how she quote unquote handled it. We okay. uh, I do think we had fewer fewer tears than we were expecting. Um. You know, I mean, like like all new mothers, she has apprehensions about the daycare. I just kind of, I don't know, like maybe, maybe y'all tell me if if I'm wired differently in in this regard. So I I don't know much about it other than what she's told, and she's like, I want you to give an honest opinion, and and we'll move on. I was like, yeah, duh, honey, like look who you married. Like I've never had a problem telling you what to think. Um, my first, like, it's like, all right, we pull in, we get into the parking lot and my first thought is, all right, let's look at the surroundings. Like who's here in the parking lot. And I saw nothing but like normal people that were, uh, dropping their kids off and then clearly going to work. Now, granted who uses a daycare Monday through Friday, working people like dumb. Yeah, sure. And then when we got into the building, all the teachers were pleasant and, when you would look around to see like all the, the, the kids, like they all seemed happy, pleasant. They're and cool. I was like, it's like, yeah, I, I don't know what else like we can want from this. Like, uh, like to me, it's like, are and like all the parents that were dropping their kids off. Like you could, you can always sense when parents are like apprehensive. No one seemed apprehensive uh, and all the kids seemed happy. And I was like, I, I listen, like, was it our first choice? No, but like, They've created this market in Memphis where my wife now believes that my daughter can get into Harvard before she can get into infant daycare. Not totally wrong. Well, I did tell her our daughter will have to become our son, but yeah, there's probably a place at Harvard for him. There's a place for that too. I mean, yeah, there. What I don't know. You can identify as the son. I mean, I don't. Josephine hasn't told me her pronouns yet, but I'm I'm waiting. It's never too early. Everything that you're saying is, yeah, completely normal. And yeah, you have that sensation at daycare. We go, yeah, just normal people drop the kids off. They're taken care of. Right. They're fine. Move on with the day. You're not the first one. You're not the only one. That realization will come. It's all Weirdly, good. like within 10 minutes, I met a Giants fan and he's like, oh, it can't get worse. And I was like, I'm always afraid to say that, but I think right now he might be right. Yeah, look, your your record being what it is, and Devito is your quarterback. I think that's probably a fair take. Well, but when they announced that Devito was starting again, I go, good. I want him to be announced as he, Tommy's the guy. This is Tommy's team. We're going to build around Tommy for this year. Because I mean, the only, the, you need to lose now. You don't need to win another game. No, the the only thing that I'm kind of gritting my teeth at. Am I going to look back and realize the <laughs> the only decent win of the year? when the Giants came back against the Cardinals in week two, am I going to look back and regret that? Like, we should have just taken the L. Perhaps. Yes. Now, that's, I will say, that, I think... That's why when the Thunder were in tank mode, I was like, guys, get Shea off the floor. It's it's a lot like we talk about. It. It's a lot like small ball. You can't just do it some. You either yeah. get to it or you're not. Now, They're like, well, Shea's healthy. He wants to play. I'm like, well, I don't care that Shea wants to play. He doesn't need to play this season. He needs to, like, just... Just sit down, sit, go, don't play in competitive minutes. Go play for the blue, play in 
G League. He doesn't need to play. If we're tanking, let's tank. Let's do the tank all the way. Now, the one thing working in the Giants' favor, Kyler, Kyler playing is big because Kyler still looks like my thing with Kyler's. I've always thought Kyler's a very good quarterback. I just don't think he's like an elite best of the best quarterback. But I mean, you could see last week, it's like, oh, they're like a functional offense with him. And I'm, we're not talking about like, hey, they're going to go rip off six straight. I just need them to pick up, you know, a couple more wins. Now, the real problem, though, is the Panthers suck some kind of awful. Yeah, and, you, you, the, the Panthers are destined right now. And whenever I decide to open up my consulting firm, where every other consulting firm, when people reach out for media relations, they're all worried about uh, keeping you legal, if you will. No, no, no. I'm all about messaging. Frank Wright made a, a critical mistake this week. Guys, he mentioned taking over play calling before the game's been played. As Hugh has taught us, you got to oh, wait and wait see what those results are first. Yeah, and you don't claim it credit. until the results no, are. No, 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 no. You got to know what the, you got to know what the score was. That's part of being the head coach. Exactly. Absolutely. I mean, you 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 called the plays if the plays worked. Correct. All the great plays leaders, didn't work. Somebody else butchered this thing. All great leaders belittle their subsidiaries. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. Give it a try because, look, my diet's not perfect. Not always getting all the vitamins, nutrients, minerals that I need every day. And AG1 can help in that. Makes me feel better like I'm doing something great for my body as well. Because it empowers the gut for whole body health. It's much more than just a greens power powder. It's all of your key health products in one. Covering my nutritional basis for my day literally couldn't be any easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small, small scoop of AG1 with water, drink it first thing in the morning, done. Right there, I break my uh, kind of my fast overnight with AG1. It's a great routine and gets me on with my day. I also like that it costs less than three hours a day. Pretty good if you ask me. It's an effective daily habit with the highest quality source ingredients. It's a win-win. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, give Athletic Greens. They're giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash mpw. That's athleticgreens.com slash MPW. Check it out. Jeffrey, I it, it's as logical as anything, and I'm kind of with you. Utah minus one, the best game of the week, at number 19, Arizona, 230, Pac-12 Network, of course. So I don't know if I have the damn game. Uh, you and I, gotta, I did the same thing. I got to log it if you did. Okay, great. Utah just to win because at – Arizona team that lost to Mississippi State should not win nine games. It's as sound as anything. I'm good. Now, it is important to note the Arizona team that lost to Mississippi State was playing Deloria, and they're, yeah. they've deep sixed him. I mean, Arizona they took had that five game turnovers. Through. Yeah, I think they took the game to, and they it was either they won the turnover margin by like State won the turnover margin by four or like I know Arizona had five, but it was like either like five to one or five to nothing, and it went Arizona, overtime. But, like, I don't know, like, every time I – Arizona's got the darling status, and maybe it's just possible that they're just a freaking cash cow at this point, and, like, they've been so undervalued. But, like, I, I literally thought about it this way. Both these teams are 7-3, and three, and next week Arizona has Arizona State, and next week Utah has Colorado. So they're both likely to be double-digit favorites next week, meaning 
it's likely whoever wins this game is going to win nine games. Do I think Arizona is a nine-win team? No. Do I think Utah is a nine-win team? Sure. Is that a good way to pick a game? Probably not, not, but that's how my brain works. I've just watched them both a lot. I think Arizona's better. I think Arizona... Because here's the thing. Arizona's had some good matchups. One thing that's clear about Arizona is, man, they play hard for Jed Fish. I mean, they mm-hmm. really do. Especially like, at play, home. Especially at home. They play annoyingly hard. But the same thing that Utah gave Washington problems with last week, I think is going to be the same thing that's going to give Arizona some problems. Arizona has been able to, with McMillan, who's a good receiver, they've been able to kind of chunk it deep. That's not really what a lot of teams do. I mean, even when like, you look at the Oregon game, it wasn't Oregon just bombing it on Utah. It was Oregon winning the line of scrimmage and just kind of marching it down with little resistance. But it wasn't just bombing it on him. And so I, I just look at it, you know, every single week, it's like Arizona is just this, you know, this money darling. And I don't know, like to me, it's like this feels like a Whittingham special. I, I do, yeah. I, I I get that they're not having not been perfect this year, but I do hate betting against Kyle Whittingham just in general. Now that is that's is, a bit of a rule. I can't tell if this is gonna be a good thing. So I think the line has moved Arizona. Oh, really? so I think it's like Arizona one and a half. But I think I'd prefer that because all the numbers for Whittingham are Whittingham's road dog. Whittingham is a dog. Like everything is a dog. So that's kind of what I want. I don't really want Utah being favored. What time's that game? Two thirty. Uh, yeah. What's a? I think it's the ABC. I think it's the ABC two thirty game. I mean, listen, we don't have they a lot of great really games. hard at home. They play really yeah. hard at home. Georgia minus ten, Tennessee two thirty, CBS Tennessee coming back to Knoxville after the route in Como, and then Georgia coming off the uh, bludgeoning of the Rebels. Did anyone take Tennessee? Yeah, Rippy took Tennessee. I wanted to take them so badly, but I just couldn't get there because I actually do think, listen, Missouri, Missouri kicked their ass. Uh, I'm not, I'm I'm not belittling that, but there was a key moment I thought in that game where Thornton makes this ridiculous one-handed touchdown grab, but in the process, like tore everything. It looked like in his like right quad looked like he had a, a Vince McMahon, like just tearing the quad. Thornton was this, like emerging as their true deep guy, and they need that because they've got Squirrel kind of as like the slot, like inside guy, but they need the true deep guy. They've lost that, and then after he got hurt, they didn't really move the football very well. And I, I just, I don't think their offense is there right now. But can we can we talk about something that I think is just vitally important? about Missouri mm-hmm. for a minute and it involves Tennessee. So I was watching some stuff on social media yesterday between podcasts. I had, had a few minutes to kill. And after the game, they've got a mic'd up Eli Drinkwitz or they caught it on, on the mic runs out to midfield. He sort of very fast shakes uh, Josh Heupel's hand. And he says, we stand on our business, Josh. And then he turns as fast as one can turn and gets away from from Hypo. It really kind of bothered me. I want to like Missouri. I have no reason to dislike Elijah Drinkwitz. 
I, in fact, I kind of want to like him because so many people don't like him. Uh, it, my my contrarian nature, I guess, wants to like, give the guy the benefit of the doubt when no one else does. But if you're going to say that to Josh Heupel in the moment, don't you have to stand there and look him in the eye and give him an opportunity to respond? Uh, yeah. First off, what does that even mean? We stand I don't even know. I don't. Is apparently, there a, is, there like a, is there a line I'm missing? Clearly, there's a reference I'm missing. Apparently, last season Tennessee blew out Missouri, and after the game, Heupel was asked about it, and he said something about standing on their business. I don't even know what the hell any of that means. So like Tennessee, Tennessee did. Yeah, Tennessee did kind of run it up on them. Like they were, they were like it. It was, it was like very obvious they were running it up. So you're going to throw that back in his face. Don't do it in passing. Eli. No, I agree. Look him in the eye and say, "Hey, take that. You ran up the score last year. I'm going to ice your kicker up thirty, whatever it was to seven. I'm going to ice your kicker in the final minutes because I'm. I remember what happened and and. You you don't if you talk crap about us we're gonna come get you that's cool, awesome, but don't do the whole thing where you run out there and I want to like that team the Schrader kids a great story the running back I mean that's that's true awesome story it's a great story I like the quarterback um, I, I I like their team I just wish he were just oh, just a little little less you freeze. The phrase has become popular slang recently. It is open to interpretation, but it means something to the effect of we take care of business, we do what we say we're going to do, or practice what we preach. Uh, yes, yeah, something to do with the fact Tennessee's bludgeoned them two years in a row prior to this. Okay. I mean, it, it, the, 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 pre, the two year, whatever, the 21 game was just, it really wasn't like running it. They just like pounded them. Last year, like they were like clearly running it up. Like, we it, had some unfinished business from last year. We took care of business. Our defense kicked their ass. Drinkwitz to CBS in the postgame. It's true. 100%. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you want to defend Drinkwitz, like, Heupel does strike me as the, if you're going to get the one-liner in, Heupel strikes me as the guy that's going, okay, Eli, and then just leave. But at the same time, I do agree with Neil. Like, he, he should have the right to say. Because he, he looked scared to deliver it. I had not seen it until just a second ago when I watched the video. Eli he looked nervous always, and like that was so predetermined that I have to go up here and get this out fast and then get the hell out of here. In case he hits him or something. I mean, what, what, and, and, and well, the I mean, response is sort of like, whatever. I mean, you know, it's it's a shout out to Cover 3 podcast. Like they they dubbed him the alpha nerd. Like that's kind of what he is. Like he's, he's like the king of the nerds. Like he's like the, the toughest nerd. And like that's kind of what always strikes me is it's like, he thinks up like these one-liners, like, oh, that'll be good. That'll be good. That'll be good. And then to Neil's point, it's like when it comes time to deliver it, he's like, wait, Josh's got a lot of a lot of length, definitely a lot of weight on me. Like, yeah, what if this goes poorly? Like, it just feels like he's he's the uh he's the hero in all the stories in his mind. But then when it like comes to actual like like in reality and like actually having to deliver, he's probably scared. Yeah, and then he's crying in the locker room after the game, getting emotional about Schrader and stuff. It's like, dude, pick your lane. Just pick your lane. Be whatever. But you, I don't know. I don't I know. To me, like the I, other big thing though about Missouri is, you know, they're pretty damn good on both lines of scrimmage. Hey, hey, buddy. Let me tell you now. All jokes aside, they're legit. I mean, they've lost two games this year. One that they gave away in the fourth quarter to LSU to a quarterback that should win the Heisman. And then they lost 
to Georgia by nine points. They're not a damn thing. They, they have and they they've they've won some games. I mean, they whipped Kansas State. They whipped Tennessee. They've done some stuff. I mean, I this the whole they're not very good or whatever. No, no, they they have figured nil out. They've got good players. He's got a good class coming in. He's kind of got it going on. Like, people are like. Why would he not go to Texas A&M? And I was like, well, might have an overall kind of better gig because you, if you can make Missouri a nine-game winner with any degree of consistency, you'll be there for a long time and make a lot of money. Gary Pinkle had a pretty good life. He did. Texas A&M, on the other hand. So my working theory on the A&M gig, I think it's going to be the job that gets a lot of other coaches' raises. It feels like they're going to end up with Elko a trailer. So Billy got everybody worked up yesterday. Did you see that, Lucci? Yeah, he said that. Uh, he said they're not going to get not going to get Lanning. Said that uh, Lane wants the job but won't get it. And that was the part that got everybody all worked up, and I I, I think it's it becomes obvious at this point with with some of that, that that fans do not understand how this works, and what you just said a minute ago is exactly right. You always are as you're, when you're looking to to get a better contract or a, or a little more money or a bump or anything else, you need some leverage. It's always good to have some leverage. So, the thing, the thing that I find interesting is, so when we found out Sunday morning they'd fired Jimbo, my first thought was, oh well, they've got their guy, like, that's it. But then when you read more. And, you know, I've listened to Lucci some. It really does seem to me like the Ole Miss game with Lane trolling them and then beating them like that. That was like the final straw. And on Thursday, you know, for a couple of reasons, a like, you know, Lane, I think it's a big part of like they think that they should be ahead of Ole Miss. And like it's I think a, a lot of it was like, well, you're paying Jimbo and, you know, he's he's. Like, yeah, they're not Alabama, Georgia. I think the biggest problem though is like he wasn't beating Ole Miss. Like he, they they were they weren't even there. So Tyler said Tyler knows people in that building. Um, he said that after they lost to Tennessee, that Jimbo was called into a meeting, and that when Jimbo came out of that meeting, he basically told the staff they were getting ready to play South Carolina at the time. He basically told the staff, "Hey, look, we got to beat Ole Miss next week." And they were like, "Hey, we got South Carolina." He goes, "I'm just telling you, we we got to beat Ole Miss." They sort of knew they had to beat Ole Miss that week and still were on the verge. I mean, look, let's be real. If Ole Miss doesn't get the holding call or get the punt field goal blocked and that thing becomes a three-score game right there, there's a decent chance that's a blowout. I, I think you can even make the argument, forget the holding call, if they just don't block the kick. Yeah. yeah if it's I think it's a 14-point swing. If not it's only 17 that, nothing right there, it's a blowout. And that, I mean, I honestly, though, what they look I at. honestly think, though, if they just miss the kick, like if it just doesn't get run back for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Because they were they were on life support. Like you could tell like that sideline was about ready to go back home and I mean that's, you know, that's 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 the way football goes, but the more you think about it, the more you realize like I I don't think there's like some master plan. I think they just realized like at this point like they're just they were done with Jimbo and so that leads me to think Listen, I know coaches are all uh, psychopaths for the most part. 
But man, if Dan Lanning wasn't telling the truth, like that's that is the type of answer that like just gets thrown back in your face. And, you know, maybe at a certain point you don't care, like you'll spin it and whatever. But to me, like that suggested he was staying in Oregon. It, I'll tell you yeah. what it told me. It told me that, A, he, he, he likes what he's doing at Oregon. He thinks that that offense is going to dominate the Big Ten, and it might. And he also knows this. As long as he doesn't do something like egregiously stupid in his personal life, he's probably got first dibs on Alabama and or Georgia when they open up. Yeah, and again, like best laid plans can always, you know, come back to bite you. But I, I just get the sense that, like, you know, he's he's staying. And so then you start to do the other things. It's like, all right, well, Dabo gave kind of the weird answer. But that answer also struck me as I'm going to let this play out and let my unhappy fan base sweat it out for a little bit. And remember, like, be a little more grateful, a little more thankful. Um, also, maybe maybe get another little another little extension out of that. I, I, I kind of took that. But it also like and, I also and let's be real, hey, let's be real for a minute. Lane got a free pass with his answer on Sunday because all of us who covered this last year simply just don't want to do it again. I mean, that that's the truth. I mean, Lane's answer, if you boil the answer down, don't get oh, me wrong. Was, I, don't, I, I don't think he's a candidate at Texas A&M. I, 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 don't think, I don't think they want him. I don't think he wants them. So I'll be clear there. But his answer was said nothing. He was, I, I'm, I'm just not going there. It, no, didn't, say, it didn't say, look, I went through this last year. I'm not doing it again. I, I, the, the, the Ole Miss has done everything I've asked. I'm super. He didn't give the Dan Lanning answer. He gave a no answer. So he left himself wide open. If he were ever the candidate, wherever, I mean, he, he could bolt. I mean, you know, it, no one. And, and, and frankly, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even judging those of us on, on the beat who covered this a year ago. It was exhausting and, and nobody wants to do it again. That, there's the truth. I mean, I don't want to cover that again. I, I, I want no part of it. Heavenly Sunshine. Christmas lights are beautiful. It can be a lot of work. They can take care of the hassle, do the work for you. Full service installation plan. They'll install, take down, store the lights. Commercial grade LEDs that are 100% customizable to your home or business. They take care of the lights when you take care of the gifts. They've been serving the Oxford area, the Mid South area, area for four decades. Full service commercial residential property maintenance, power washing, soft wash roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. HeavenlySunshine.com, 662 342 1203. We're brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle are uh, based in Jackson, Mississippi. They've got clients in multiple states, advisors in multiple states. Uh, they provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. It's mypinwealth.com. M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. Brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. He's part of uh, Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allow John to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. Uh, just get in touch with him. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. He'll give you some options that you're not going to find on your own. 901-494-3387 or send him an email at jedwards at regencytravel.net. We're also brought to you by OPA. It's uh, Oxford's newest uh, Greek restaurant on the square. It's the perfect place to plan your Christmas party, your company dinner, your festive party event. Uh, fabulous food, great craft libations as well. They can accommodate up to 200 guests at OPA. So for catering or booking information, contact Jeannie at 601-421-7147. We'll have uh, picks up tomorrow. As usual, uh, Luker's the only person in with this pick so far, but we'll get it all done today. That's brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. 
connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you are uh, looking for a job, they can help you entry level all the way to seasoned professional and opportunities across the board in terms of field. And if your company is looking to hire quality, hard to find talent, they can help you as well. Um, Keep in mind that payment of service is solely contingent on if you decide to hire a candidate that they send. You've got nothing to lose, so give Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful smile uh, that you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful Long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. So schedule your appointment today and take the first step toward a better version of yourself at CorinthDental.com. Podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. The most wonderful time of the year is also the most delicious. Enjoy every bite of the holiday season with HelloFresh. Choose from 45 weekly recipes and 100 curated picks from HelloFresh Market. Everyone wants to cut back on errands and spending time in checkout lines this time of year. So skip that extra grocery store trip and instead get fresh ingredients and delicious recipes delivered with HelloFresh. Pick your meals, decide on a delivery date, sit back, and be ready for dinner. Kids are busy. Stuff's going on for a long time. I've used HelloFresh to make that happen. They make it easy to follow, easy to cook. You want to be some professional chef. You can get this done with HelloFresh. And now with HelloFresh.com slash MPWFree. That's M-P-W-F-R-E-E. Code MPWFree. Free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. The free breakfast for life at HelloFresh. Dot com slash MPW free. Again, that's MPW free. America's number one meal kit podcast. Also brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. It's getting close to the end of 2023. If you need to make year end donations for tax purposes, call the Athletic Foundation. They will walk you through their philanthropic giving initiatives, whether it's the Vault Society or Empower. Both initiatives give a tax deductible way to support the Champions Now campaign. If you're working on estate planning, call the foundation to discuss Forever Ole Miss. For further information, 662-915-7159, give to athletics.com. You know the other thing that was weird to me uh, this week? And I get it. It was couched, but it was a legitimate report. The reports that Chip Kelly's done. It was uh, it, it was odd to me that like that really didn't make much news. And, and again, I know it was a very couched report, but if you look at who was reporting it, that's a news person, and they were they were writing it carefully, but at the same time, like that was the story. And then I did also think, like, if you're state, do you take a run at him? Oh, oh, yeah, I think I would. Yeah, if I could get Chip Kelly at Mississippi State, absolutely. Well, that's interesting. I haven't thought about that. Now I don't know whether Chip Kelly wants to keep coaching. I don't, sure. he, I don't know whether he wants to relocate to the deep south. Again, I don't know. Like, yeah. I know he's worth a phone call. Absolutely. He's got a new wife. I don't know if they I don't know if they have kids or not. Like, I, I don't I don't know. But I mean, also, I do know. I don't think he has a ton left on his contract. I mean, he's obviously made a ton of money, but like, I don't know, like living in L.A. with that. I mean, I, I have no idea, but I, I do think. 
I think with Chip Kelly, he is kind of he's a he's more of a developmental guy than he gets credit for. He still runs a different offense. I know everyone does the it's it's not the schematic advantage it was. It's like, well, no, but you know, they they still have had they still had offensive success with decent quarterback play. Like, I don't know. I think I'd take a run at him. Well, I got you for a few more minutes, Jeffrey. What's uh what's the take on this Oregon State home date with Washington on Saturday? Um, we just trust the process, Chase. Okay. Our boys are at home and I'm trusting my brain here. I have thought for weeks Washington is is got a loss coming and this feels like the spot. Now, am I absolutely terrified that everyone's thinking like that? Sure, I absolutely am. Am I a little worried that everyone's caught on to my beeves at home? Sure, I am. But the numbers are the numbers, Chase. In the last okay. three seasons, 17 home games, 16 wins and 16 covers. You want to go against that? You, I'm going to tell you guys, I watched those guys in Vegas back 11 months ago. That was one impressive outfit. It they're really was. Up. That they're guy. Good they're good up front. Now, the, the concern that I do have a little bit is your secondary is not great. But what I'm trusting is that your secondary didn't have to be great when your defensive front's going to be living in the backfield. He's the call that if if I'm Arkansas, he's the call I make. I, I just at least inquire. I'm like, I know you've never been anywhere but the Pacific Northwest, but I've got nothing to lose, and I'm interested. Well, he's an L.A. guy. He's originally from L.A., and then he went to Oregon State. Okay. And then, I, you know. I'd still I kick the tires. I, if I'm Michigan, that I would have wrapped this up. If I'm Michigan State, I would have wrapped this up, you know, two months ago. Yeah, would he be a fit in the SEC? I don't know. I mean, again, you know my theory on this. When you're at the bottom, that's when you swing the hardest. When you the have only, the second, when you have the second pick in the draft, you don't go, "Hey, I'm going to take the, the 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 senior who I know can come in and play for me right away and be a role player." No, no, I'm going to see if I can't get a star. The only concern that I do have is where he has been great is getting both lines of scrimmage really good. Can you just announce in the SEC that you're going to be great up front at an inferior job? I don't know the answer to that. It's all, it's all NIL. It's, it's, it's the, it all comes back to money. I mean, we saw... Be- I would say this. If I'm Arkansas, I would pay attention to it. Because we did see Bielema. Bielema was able to do it. Yeah, he did it. Like our, it, they, it didn't work out in the end, but it wasn't because like they got bad up front. Their issue is NIL. They've got to address it head on. They've got to they've got to announce it. It's it's. There's been some interesting things said this week. We haven't had a chance to dive into all of it. It's just been some interesting stuff. Like I didn't hear Kiffin on the on the teleconference yesterday, but he keeps talking about four and five stars and stuff, and it's just kind of interesting to me. I don't know. Just it's my radar went up a little. I mean, I know we talked about it a little on Saturday, but I was also talking about it with my dad on Sunday. Another big problem, and you know, if I'm repeating myself, I'm sorry. High school football numbers are down. Mm-hmm. And yep. conversely, the elite players, the number of them are down. And now, like, I, I do sympathize with the idea of, like, 
you know, it's one thing to say we got to recruit better. It's another thing to go sit there and like one of the big reasons why Lanning is so coveted right now is because Lanning went head to head with Georgia on two kids and one. Like, it's one thing to sit there and go, we got to get better. We got to get the, we got to get more four and five stars. But it's like you're going up against everybody. And, you know, wh- what's your batting average on that? I don't know. Like, I mean, if you get one, like, that's like, great. It's amazing. If I but take $10,000 to an auction and you take $100,000 to an auction, you're going to have more power. Correct. Simple as that. It's not, it, it, it's, it's what's interesting about it is it, it's, the question that you want to ask to some of these coaches when they do it, and maybe I need to start being the one that I ask it because it's, it's an interesting question. And I don't, Kiffin might be the one guy you could ask it to because he wouldn't recoil at you saying it is, are the prices so high that you can't get, but a limited number of four and five star players are the prices so high that you simply can't afford them. You can't shop in those. You can't shop in that store because it's too expensive. And I think the answer is yes. And I also think that, we're seeing the byproduct of it. Yes, the 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 top of the sport this year didn't like have the Death Star feel that it has at other years, but like there's a reason why the top five teams are all still undefeated. And then you look at the rest of the sport, and like the rest of the sport, like there's a reason why Ole Miss is sitting here at eight and two. Why are they sitting here at eight and two? Well, it's a well coached team that gets pretty good quarterback play and they've got a bunch of older kids that are mature and the moment doesn't get away from them. But the two games that they've gone up against teams with superior personnel have been two score losses at the minimum. Like it, that's kind of what we're, we're seeing. And so the question is going to be is like, are we ever going to do a salary cap? Like, is, is that going to be like, I, I don't know. I mean, because look at Alabama. Alabama's the best example. Yeah. They lost it. Texas early in the season because they 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 butchered the offseason with their planning the quarterback thing. But right now they're blowing people out in the SEC just like they used to with yeah. Jalen Milrow at quarterback. And not, nothing against Milrow. He seems to be a super kid who busts his ass and does everything they ask him to do, but he is not an elite quarterback in any stretch, in any shape, form, or fashion. And they're blowing people out. It's because they have better athletes everywhere else. They have the guys that they have a bunch of the guys that nobody else can afford. Well, I mean, you looked at coming into the season, the whatever the the team talent ranking, like they they set a record for the percentage of four and five stars. Mm-hmm. Like them, Georgia, Ohio State. Like, mm, I wonder why they're all undefeated. Yeah, Michigan. Look at them. Yeah, and here we are. Jeffrey, you got to go. Yes or no answer as you head out. Would uh, Memphis ever be in the new Pac-12 if they just started rating teams from across the country? Yes, I think okay. so. If if, if the if the Pac twelve keeps its uh like status. Yeah, that's what I mean. Branding, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But like the you know, the automatic like if it keeps like the power five distinction, yes, they would they would go in a heartbeat. Enjoyed it. Have All a good right, day. guys, be good. Jeffrey Wright joining us as always there on the Campbell Clinic hotline as he does every single Thursday. No, I'm I'm just curious. Uh what actual story did you pull up in the Battle Creek Inquirer to get the uh, the photo that is above the Auburn um, game picks and Neil's picks? I just did a little search in uh, images. Okay. On our USA Today subscription. Okay. Because the cut line said Battle Creek Inquirer. I was just curious what Battle Creek, Creek Inquirer was writing about that day. I, 
I don't know. I don't know. Just thought it was interesting. Thought it was fitting. You know, just thinking about it when we were talking about Missouri earlier, just the moments, the game, stuff, how it changes everything. And look, if Missouri had one more loss, they'd still be a really, really good team. We wouldn't be an access thing. It'd be a little different stratosphere of what Drinkwitz is doing. How he made that egregious clock management error against Kansas State, and then his kicker bailed him out with that 60-yard field goal as time expired or whatever it was. I mean, you lose that. They change mentally. I mean, you just don't know the trickle-down butterfly effect of that. And that one little bell out now has put them on the path of 10-2 and two and most likely an access bowl at this point. And you know what, though? If you think about it, this is karma evening out. They lost at Auburn last year with the running back just dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. No one touched him. He just dropped the ball. Otherwise, they win the game. Literally, two two feet later. Yeah. And who knows what their season does last year if they just win that game and don't have that soul-sapping loss where it's, oh, my God. You yeah, they won out. like six, and we went, hey, they could have won eight or nine. That was like not a bad team. Could have won ten. They were not bad at all. They're good, and he's done a good job. I mean, it's – it's again, you, you know, my criticism media, we do this. We, by God, we establish a narrative and you can't, you, you will pry that narrative away from us. Our hands, our cold, dead hands still clinging to it. And the narrative is that Missouri's mid. They were, we, it's a new era. We don't know what is anymore. It's, it's the whole, again, what I'd love to have the conversation with Lane Kiffin about is, okay, you've been in this for a minute. You've seen the price tags. You're a realist. What can you be? Mm-hmm. What can you be? Because he keeps talking about the recruits, the recruits, the recruits, which I always read into he's trying to say something. And it doesn't sound like he's going, hey, you guys have to give me more. It just sounds like he's saying, this is what it is. Yeah, this is hard. This is what it is. This is, I mean, so I'm like, okay, so are you saying that, that and, and listen, there's nothing wrong with this, that 10 wins is kind of a ceiling? 10 wins will get you into the playoff. And if you get into a playoff, anything can happen, I suppose. But are you saying 10 wins is a, is a ceiling? And if his answer in private is yes, the follow-up to that is, are you cool with that? Mm-hmm. Is that good for you? Because he doesn't strike me as the guy that just wants to go someplace and make a fortune. No, I agree. I think he's more competitive than that. Yeah. So it's why when Billy Lucci says that Lane Kiffin wants the A&M job but can't get it, and everybody else goes, ah, bullshit, ha, 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 ha. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know that he doesn't want it. I don't know that. I have no idea. I don't think he's a fit. I think the people around him know he's not a fit. I think they're telling me, hey, you're not a fit. I think A&M knows he's not a fit. But as, if you told me that Lane Kiffin looks at the Texas A&M job and goes, well, they've been able to recruit these four- and five-star players that I can't afford, and they get them in droves, that whole week he seemed to be saying, imagine what I could do with that roster. Right. hard to disregard that i mean if, if you take the red and blue glasses and put them away and just look at what he says it's kind of interesting so that's the question i have it's it seems like you know he, he's 
I mean, what they've been able to do with the transfer portal is, is quite frankly, just, just incredible. Nobody else has been able to do it like this. Nobody. Other people have tried. They've literally built a roster team by team, year by year, just mass over overhaul. I, I expect more of it this year, and, and, and they make it work. NFL free agency over and over and over again. Total free agency, though. Mm-hmm. As opposed to in the NFL, you have a draft. Right. You build through the draft in the NFL. The draft is vitally important in the NFL. It is it is the primary source of player procurement. Ole Miss, on the other hand, of the people that play, it's overwhelmingly a majority transfer portal. Mm-hmm. They're the baseball team that you look out on the diamond, you're like, they're all free agents. Everybody came here via free agency with the exception of the third baseman over there. Yeah. That's on Ole Miss is the offensive really, line for the most part, and then everybody else. I mean, who on the Ole Miss team that's a contributor, a real contributor, was a, a an original recruit? Defensively, the line. defensively, it's Cedric Johnson and uh, and and uh, Ashanti Sistrunk. That kind of yeah, it? and you DeAndre can throw Prince? an asterisk on DeAndre Prince. Yeah, you can you can kind of say he was homegrown guy. Um, and then on offense, Trey Washington, Trey Washington is a good example on, on the offensive side. It's most of the line. Yeah. Although this year, McGee and Kern have played a bunch. So 40% of the line has, has been transfer portal. Yeah. They've been huge. Um, quarterbacks transfer portal. Judkins is homegrown. The three receivers that they have absolutely depended on. They have rode those receivers. Transfer portal guys. Aiden Williams oh. really hasn't played. Okay. On offense, anyone who's played at least 100 snaps this year, homegrown. Jeremy James, Micah Pettis, Caleb Warren, Quinshawn Judkins, Jaden Williams, Eli Acker, Reese McIntyre, Kyron Heath, Aiden Williams. And obviously the bottom of those have barely played. I'm just, I picked 100 for the hell of it. Uh, and, and of of guys who've played a hundred snaps who are from Portal, who 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 is that? McGee, Dart, Wade, Watkins, Kern, Priestcorn, Harris, Bentley, uh, technically Franklin. Yeah, uh, that's it. Joe Knox is at eighty three, so more than fifty percent, even with the line being what it is. Yeah, and on the defensive side, it's just overwhelmingly portal. I won't even make yeah. it go through it. It's it's just it's it's interesting, right? It's what you want to ask him about really is okay. Twenty five players have played at least a hundred snaps on defense. Okay, the number of homegrown guys. I'm just going to do a quick count. You haven't lost us. We we're counting right now. In case you're listening, you wonder like five. So six, five of Demarco 20, Williams. Okay, so six of twenty-five. So just over twenty percent. Prince Washington Johnson, maybe seven. I don't know if I counted Prince the first time. Prince Washington Johnson, Perkins, Sistrunk, Xavion Harris, Demarco Williams. Seven. That's okay. it. Seven of twenty-five, so and Demarco eight, Williams has played one hundred and thirty-two snaps, which is twenty-third on the team. 
So 18 of the 25 leading defensive players in terms of snaps came out of the portal. It's incredible. Uh, that or Juco transfers, if you want to count Jamon Gordon. Okay. However you want to classify that, but yes. He's sort of a separate category. So Yeah. Yeah, but still. And I, think, and I think he's the only Juco on this list, unless I'm missing somebody. No, he's it. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's really, it really is. It's, 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 it's the thing that I'd love to ask him about because I've been working on this column for next week that says I was wrong. I didn't think this would work. Here's the more interesting thing is they've gotten all the transfer guys on defense into the game and they contribute because the next list is almost all homegrown guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's not the portal guy that's just like kind of barely played and go whatever, like other than like no. Jaden Kennedy. No, it's what I mean. That's It's the part of this that's incredible to me. You you really didn't miss. Like, no. is that is that repeatable? It's what I'd love to ask him. You you've been able to do this. You had some misses because yeah, you're going to have misses, right? I mean, even even the pros have draft misses. So when people go, well, they blew it on so and so. It's like, oh yeah, if you if you go add thirty something guys, there, there's going to be some some bust in there. It's just part of the deal. But man, they were incredibly efficient. Like, and you want that's what you want to say is is this repeatable in your opinion? Is this the way to build a roster? Because it feels like, to me, on the outside, I'm not on the inside. I'd love to ask these questions. We don't really ever get these opportunities. Because if you get the mic and you just start asking a bunch of questions, people stare at you like, you son of a bitch, what are you doing? You know, I mean, you don't get to do that. We only get group settings. Is this... When you look back at this season, at the way you built this team, did you maximize? Do you look at this and go, man, we we really we really hit some home runs that we didn't anticipate? Is this what you expected? Are you worse than you expected? And then the bigger question is, now that the portal is becoming the primary way for some programs to build their rosters, are the prices going up to a place where that's not repeatable? And I don't know the answer. I mean, I mean I'm not these are not rhetorical questions. These are questions I truly would love to ask and get the answer on because it would it would shape what I wrote and my thoughts. And like, is do you feel like you've hit a ceiling? Two out of three years, you've won 10 games at Ole Miss, assuming when Saturday and a win Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Is that is that a ceiling? Or do you think no, you're pretty close to busting through that ceiling? Now, publicly, he'd have to go, oh no, we can do we can do better. Absolutely. I mean, we feel like we but privately, what do you really think? Like you'd love to know what Chris Beard really thinks right now. Like Ooh, this is going to be a slog. Like, this is going to be harder than I thought. Or does he think, oh, this is what I expected? I, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to know. Mm-hmm. I mean, those things that you, you can't get those answers in, in, in the real world anymore. That this doesn't happen because everything is so message based, message driven. Lane's not really message driven at all. I mean, I, I, I think you, I think you'd get some honest input, but then he would get attacked if I asked him, "Hey, is the price tag on four and five stars?" The, the really good ones, is it so high now that you can only afford a couple in a class? If he came back with, yeah, the price is outrageous here. I mean, here's what it is. I'm glad for the kids, but we we don't have that. He would get bombed in the media. Oh, see, the kids don't deserve it? That's what you're saying? Are they, are you, that, no, he didn't say that. That's exactly not what he said. But that's how some of the national media people attack. Anytime someone mentions, yeah, you know, the kids, the, the, Kids are making so much money, it's kind of outrageous. Well, it is kind of outrageous. 
it is outrageous that a college player is making a million bucks. Yeah, sure. To play one season. That's absurd in any in any real world. And then people oh. you're saying you're saying they don't deserve to get paid. It's like, no, nobody said that. Nobody said that at all. It just but you you're asking, you're running an athletics department that most of the things that you operate are in the red. You're asking an athletics department to run it as a business when it's not a business. To treat them like employees when they're not employees. To pay them. You're, and then you're at, but you're asking the fans to pay them. Yeah, right. That's that's the deal. You're 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 telling the fans. It's why, and, and a part of me thinks it's why he doesn't really like the f- crowd questions that he gets them. Because if you ever watch his face, kind of goes, "Oh shit," when he gets the 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 crowd question from someone. What'd you think of the crowd, Lane or Coach? Coach, I always hate that. Hey, Coach, he's not your coach. He's 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 Lane. You don't play for him. He, he, you're not on his team. You don't have to call him Coach. Um, but what what'd you think of the crowd? What's he supposed to say? Well, you know, they, they want us to show up every week. And we, we want them to show up every week. Uh, okay, cool. I mean, what, what the reality is what he's what, what you're really asking of the fans now is, hey, we need you to show up, but more importantly, we need you to pay more to buy some more players. We need you to really dig a little deeper. Yeah, Here's the answer the is you give a thousand bucks to the NIL or you show up on Saturday. Why don't you just give to the NIL? Great, thanks. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean that's 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 the that's the reality. It's just kind of interesting to me. I, the whole the whole roster building part of it is interesting. It's why I, I made fun of myself for watching the Craig Council thing two or three times. But what was interesting about it was when he was asked about roster building, he really gave this in depth answer that dove into how you how you build a roster and all of those things. And it it now applies to college football more than ever, unless you are at one of these very small handful of programs that can just go into the high school ranks, get whoever the hell they want. And those are the programs that are the elite ones. Mm-hmm. Look at the difference on the fields last Saturday night between what Ole Miss put on the field and what Georgia put on the field. And Georgia had more than twice as many four stars and five stars. Way, way more than twice. Uh, last couple lines here as we uh, close. Kentucky one and a half at South Carolina. Jeffrey and I have Kentucky. Everybody else has Carolina. Take your yeah. oh, Luker has Kentucky too. Uh, I don't know. Take your pick. Whatever. I, I just went with the home team that feels like it has a little momentum. Kentucky, and then Arkansas giving Kentucky 32 sort of points quit. to air right now feels like too many. Yeah. The interesting story in Fayetteville Saturday is not the game. It's crowd. the crowd. It's but it's going to be bad. We already knew that going in. But how bad? Oh, Northwestern State will miss bad No seven. See, I think – and so there's a lot of pushback there about, you know, you're firing the coach before the coach is fired. Okay. I get it. Everybody loves Sam Pittman. From all accounts, he's a super guy. From all accounts, he's just a super guy. But on Saturday night at 6.30, Hunter Juracek gets to walk around that stadium for about three and a half hours while a really boring game's going on mm-hmm. that has no significance because Arkansas can't go to a bowl. He gets to walk around that stadium and look at the crowd. And it'll be so sparse that the one guy that's there pissed off yelling at him, he'll hear him. Yeah. He might not acknowledge him, but he'll hear him. And he's got to walk off that field, no matter whether Arkansas wins by 30 or loses or whatever. Frankly, if you're Hunter your check, you almost hope he loses. Make you almost easy. hope that he just goes ahead and hangs himself. 
in all likelihood, they're going to win by 20 points or whatnot. And you have to walk off the field going, okay, I'm running the risk here. If I, if I, if I run this back and it doesn't work, I look like a complete moron and we lose a shit ton of money. Pardon my language. Or he's got to launch into a coaching search here really quick because with the early signing period, you got to get this done fast. It's one of the reasons A&M can't wait for Dan Lanning. Mm-hmm. They got to move. Auburn's giving 22 to New Mexico State, whatever. Uh, LSU's giving 30 to Georgia State, whatever. Don't really care. Jaden Daniels has a chance to run up some numbers if he needs them. Uh, Florida plus 10 and a half at Missouri. Sure. Um, and by the way, Jaden Daniels, Daniels not winning the Heisman because LSU's defense sucks is wrong. That's what's coming. It's going to be a little bit of a Jason White, Eli kind of thing. When Penix or Knicks or somebody runs it. Yeah. Because Jaden Daniels would be hell in that Oregon offense. Oh, my God. He'd light the Just world on hell. <laughs> so, yeah. But I agree with you. I, I don't think he's going to win simply because his team's lost three games. He made some throws against Florida last week that were just. Oh, look, they lose that game without him. Because it was oh, squirrely there in the middle of it. No doubt. They lose a bunch of games without him. Mm-hmm. You know how oh, bad no they doubt. lose to Ole Miss if they don't have Jaden Daniels? Yeah. If Nussmeyer is just throwing the rock around. That thing might be 60-something to 17. It was going to be a mauling. Jaden Daniels was fantastic that night in Oxford. Just mm-hmm. brilliant. And then peripherally, what could, I guess, sort of impact Ole Miss, uh, just a little news here. James Madison had their uh, appeal rejected yesterday, which keeps them out of the college football playoff rankings no matter what. They can still go to a bowl game, but it requires not enough teams eligible, and then they would pull from Jacksonville State, James Madison, and whoever the other team is that also got declined. But those uh, that's kind of the situation. So they will not be an access bowl team no matter what. Again, if Ole Miss gets in an access bowl and Tulane is the opponent, they cannot play each other. So they have to go to different bowl games. That's the one thing that is uh, impactful for many of this. But anyway, down the line, interesting, but just a note as we close. I did a podcast yesterday with Gabe DeArmond. It'll air on MPW later today. When you really dive into Penn State's resume, it's Penn, this thing's going to come down to Ole Miss and Penn State. It's going to be interesting to me. I'm going to get your thoughts real quick as we close. This thing's going to come down to Ole Miss and Penn State. Penn State's resume sucks. They have two losses, Michigan and Ohio State. That's fine. Both games were respectable. They were in neither game. So Ole Miss, Alabama, and Georgia, same thing. Okay. Their biggest win, truly, is Iowa. Their second biggest win is Maryland. Ole Miss's biggest win is LSU. Their second biggest win is Tulane. Tulane. Well, that's a significant win on the road. And Auburn, frankly, might be a big, better third win than Penn State has. It's becoming a, a decent win. I mean, I get it's not great, but it's that next yeah. that next stretch is Auburn and A and M bowl teams. So here's where I'm curious, and this is the big question. This is the question: when the committee gets together. That weekend of Championship Sunday, right? Championship Saturday. We're going to see Alabama play Georgia, Michigan play Iowa, whatever the case may be. Those games are done. And they're sitting in the room. Most of the focus is on, hey, let's get the four right, right? 
Let's get the first four right. Let's get those semifinals right. Then after that, they're going to do the the, the, the matching. They, the ACC goes to play the highest-ranked SEC Big Ten. Okay, they're going to the Orange. Got it. All right, now let's figure this out. At some point, don't you think I'm, – I'm curious. When it comes down to the bitter end, the last team in, and if Ole Miss gets in, they'll be the last team in. Penn State, Ole Miss. Cotton Bowl, Peach Bowl, whatever the case may be. Don't you think somebody in that bowl committee goes, hey, look <clears> – <throat> Here's who we want. Let's manipulate some numbers. We, mm-hmm. we can do what we got to do. I, I think so because I'm I'm a realist. Are, are they going to leave that up to a computer? Or are they going to go? No, no. We want and maybe they prefer Penn State because I don't. Penn State might travel a gazillion people to wherever. I don't know. But I got to think the bull steps in and goes. Hey, let me tell you who we want. We, if, if you're asking us, do we want Ole Miss or Penn State? If they say we want Ole Miss, we want Lane Kiffin, we want that, we want forty thousand people drinking the town dry. That's what we want. Figure it out. Or do they go? Yeah. Hey, we'll just do whatever the computers say, man. We trust the process. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I'd yeah. love to know. Vols or Tigers go to Orlando, and hey, everybody's all right. It's all cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. That's that's what I'd really love to know about that room in there. Is okay. The whole emphasis that day is on the four. All right. Once we figured out the four, now let's let's figure out what do you want? Because the Cotton Bowl last year got USC Tulane. Yep. I'm thinking they took a hit. Yeah, not a good bowl game from a tennis standpoint. And so, I'm wondering if the Cotton Bowl goes, "Hey, look, we need a sure thing here," because the Cotton Bowl could have Ole Miss, Texas, and be oh. I mean that thing's that Ooh. thing's wild, yeah. And, and and so I'm wondering for a minute. This isn't an Ole Miss football thing. This is more of a business thing. I just wonder if the Cotton Bowl raises its hand and go, "Hey, look, we took one for you guys last year. Like, took it right in the solar plexus. Didn't say a word. We smiled. Need a favor here. Yeah. Gotta, that got, night, we, seven o'clock. I need Longhorn Rebels. Okay, cool, yeah, sweet. We got, yeah, we got. We, we SEC we, Arch Manning on the other sideline. Can we do that? We we took it. Yeah, we took one for you last year. Didn't say a word. Okay, we had Caleb Williams. We 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 played that up. We got a Heisman and a Cinderella last year. Okay, yeah, cool. Okay, we made it work. But there were a lot of empty seats. There are a lot of empty seats. And, hey, we have some corporate partners, too. You know that, right? Like, we we got some people in town that we kind of got to answer to. We we hit them up all year. Hey, contribute to our charity. Come to our thing. We'll have a big dinner. I need you to drop two grand a plate for some rubber chicken and some bad green beans. You know, we do that. And so we kind of need – I don't know. You kind of hear what we're saying, right? The, the whole Sarkeesian Kiffin thing, uh, yeah. We we wouldn't mind that, uh, you know. They're going to be in the same league next year. It's going to be a big SEC sort of thing. You know, SEC Media Days is here next year. We're just kind of thinking out loud. You know what I mean? As opposed to Penn State, we just we just kind of we just it's just we're just talking, right? Maybe maybe Tulane goes to Atlanta. Maybe the maybe, hey maybe Gary over there can take he can take <laughs> one this time. You know, I mean, I, I'm just hey. Maybe you can send Tulane to the to the Fiesta Bowl. I mean, nothing against the way. Hey, he does a really good job. I mean, who doesn't love Willie Fritz? But oh, you know who beat Tulane, right? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. So what we're trying to see? Do, do you follow what I'm saying? Because we you got the four. That's the everybody's going to talk about the four. 
you, you got your matchups, and we're happy for you. We really are. We're genuinely happy. Congratulations. Yeah, Georgia-Michigan is going to be a kick-ass game. Good job. Yeah, I'm so happy for the people at the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl. I mean, we, we love you guys. God bless you. I'm so glad you got those games, man. You, we can't wait to watch. I mean, can't wait. But listen, now that that's done, I'm just saying, because I have a feeling that's what happens. Yeah. Like, hey, Fiesta Bowl, um, <clears throat> you know, you could take Missouri Tulane. Just saying. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Hey. Everybody sometimes, sometimes, you know, it's more fun to go to the party than it is to be the designated driver, but someone's got to be the designated driver. And we did it last year. We did. We sat outside while you guys partied and we just drank a bottle of water. Oh God. You're the access bowl people. And you go, what do we got? We got Missouri two lane. You go, Oh God. We sat in the car and we, Oh God. And I listened to a, listened to some music. Put some music on, just kind of chilled. And you guys got back in the car afterwards, and you were all hammered and happy and laughing. And I drove you home. I did. I did it. I drove you home sober as sober as a Baptist preacher on a Sunday morning. Drove you. Didn't say a word. Laughed along. You remember, Johnny, you threw up in the back. I cleaned it up. That was kind of gross. But I did because it was my turn. Hey. It's not my turn this time. We're going to the party, right? So I just kind of wonder, Chase, if that's what happens. Sure. It's why I'm 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 everybody's doing the numbers and the rankings and evaluating the resumes and all that stuff. And it's cool. We do it too. We'll we'll do it over the next couple of weeks. But they don't I just, right now. They can I manipulate just, those bitches. I just gotta think at the end, at the end, you you manipulate to get the matchup you wanted. Yeah. Content coming the rest of the day, MPW Digital, and then we will have Hand Raised Guys 5 o'clock, I assume, something like that today, live on the yeah. YouTube stream and wherever you get your podcast after that as uh, as well. So good bit of content, Rebel Grove, MPW Digital, in the meantime, and we will talk to you again later today. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.